Hey, this is Dave Pryor. Welcome to Leading Agile Booth here at Agile 2018, day 89 of the conference. We're doing live interviews all week long with speakers and thought leaders and folks who are here and people that create all the stuff that we do. One of them is here right now, Scott Ambler. Scott, thanks for coming. Hey, thank you. Before we start, let's say hi to Olivia. Hey, Olivia, hey, how Olivia. you doing? <laughs> I love the post about yeah, Olivia. Thank you. Um, Olivia's my daughter. Yes, <laughs> we should probably provide some context. <laughs> so, uh, you did a talk on Tuesday called Database DevOps Strategies to Address DevOps Last Mile. I did. I'm not going near that because I'm going to sound like an idiot. It's too bad it was awesome. <laughs> I'm sure it was. <laughs> I'm sure if I'd gone, it would have been very yeah. important. But I want to ask you questions about agile architecture. So okay. That was yesterday. Agile architecture, mindset, skills, and practices. Yep. The question, I'm going to ask it the way my students always ask it, or they write it in the parking lot. Yeah. Where does architecture fit in? Because they're still of the mindset that the architect got to do all that stuff before anything happens. Yeah, no, so it fits in all through the life cycle. Okay. And so one of the things we did in the workshop yesterday was we tried to answer three questions. Okay. The first one was how do we do architecture um, at the beginning of a project or you know, initiating a team? How do, we, how do we bring architecture skills into the team? Okay. And how do we um, evolve the architecture over time? Okay. And what we did in the exercises was I basically gave them several options and we compared and contrasted them. Okay. And uh, the short story is it depends. Okay. And so we explored, yeah, there you go, it it's depends, so you're done. <laughs> yeah. um, but we explored, so in Dispenagile we believe in, there's no such thing as a best practice, that okay. any given strategy has advantages and disadvantages, and that you need to um, understand when to, use, when to use a strategy and when not to. Okay. So, so, for the, so for each question, uh, the teams explored you know, different, different scenarios. And we explore, and so we asked ourselves, you know, what, what's the advantage of each strategy? So for initial architecture, we looked at um, no modeling at all. Okay. We looked at lightweight modeling, and we looked at heavyweight modeling. Okay. And what we found, as you'd expect, was... Can you, uh, can you explain what each one of those is? Oh, yeah. We well, so no modeling as well, no modeling. Just jump right into yet. the code. Yeah, okay. no thinking at all, let's just jump into the code. Okay. Um, the second one, lightweight modeling, is all about, you know, let's go to the whiteboard, talk it out. So we spent a couple days up front, yeah. depending on how complicated Sketching things are. Yeah, sketch it out, you know, post-it notes, whatever, okay. whatever's good for you. And then the third is, let's model the living heck out of this, we'll try to think all the details through at the beginning, and if we need detailed requirements, all this sort of stuff. So, and sure enough, what we found is that each strategy has advantages and disadvantages. Um, the, in this case, the middle of the road one, lightweight modeling tends to work out a little better on average. you have more freedom. Yeah, well, more freedom, and it, it's just, you know, extremes generally are bad. So no modeling and heavyweight modeling are both extremes. So, but we also saw that there was some, some instances where no modeling at all makes sense, and heavyweight modeling makes sense, even on Agile teams, heavyweight okay. modeling makes sense. Um, because that, one of the things I asked each team to do was tell me, if you can come up with a, a reasonable scenario, when would that strategy make sense? Okay. And the answer was that, you know, there was. Like so, what's an example for no modeling? Um, when you've got a very simple problem, when you, you know, you've, you've done it like a million times before, and you, you know, stuff like that. Or when you're running an experiment, Okay. Um, so yeah, so, so that, that's the thing. So I'm actually going to, um, I'm in the process of writing up the results, because I took pictures of all the, oh, all the learning okay. canvases, okay. so I'm writing up for the, for the Disponential Delivery blog, um, and I actually do the same for the database DevOps one too. So. Oh, awesome, yeah. okay, so they're going to be able to go to, where do you want them to go to find this? Uh, Delivery.com. Okay, you, we should also mention that you are the father of Disponential. Yeah, myself and Mark Lines, okay. uh, you know, we, we lead the development of it. And how do you, what's a, for the folks that, that are watching that aren't familiar with it, how do you explain what that is? So in many ways, you know, Disponential is the, uh, the It Depends framework. 
Okay. So um, our philosophy is that context counts, okay. that if you want to own your own process, if you want to choose your wow, your way of working, then you, really, you need to have options. And so these, a lot of these methods and frameworks that, you know, they've, they've got, you know, very prescriptive, they've got one way of doing things. And our, whereas our approach is, we, we say, here's what you need to think about, here's a bunch of good choices, and here's the trade-offs of those choices. Okay. So you choose your way of working depending on the situation that you face, depending on the best that you can do as a team, because okay. you've got a certain level of skill, certain culture, and you, know, you, can, you, know, you might not be able to do the best strategy, but okay. you can do you know, the best you can do, so, and then maybe get better over time. So that's what, we, that's what the framework's all about. And we also, we're trying to answer quite basic questions like, how does this stuff all fit together? Um, when do you do these practices? When do you not do these things? Okay. Um, to what extent do you do them? So, you know, pretty important things that, you know, that we're struggling uh, with. Options, this is why you're so students. So you can make informed choices. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. So, we, yes, yeah, so we give you options. And, and we're, not, we're not married to a single method. So, you know, yes, we encompass Scrum, we encompass SAFE and Kanban and, and all those good things. Um, but we, we also, we tease them apart and we say, here's the, here's the various strategies from each and here's how you can combine them effectively. So, okay. you know, we don't get into this, you know, Kanban one, butt or Scrum butt stuff. Other, yeah, yeah there's, there's none of this religion stuff. So, okay. um, now the big challenge though is we also ask you to think. And you, you, you've, uh, you've got to be skilled. And you're making trade-offs. And, you know, and you're making trade-offs, yeah. And it's, you will make a, your team will make a different set of trade-offs than my team because okay. we're different people in different situations. Okay. Now what about... I'm going to try to say it as not sarcastically as possible, but I don't yeah. think I'm, actually, I'm, not, I'm just going to give up. So up in the special tower, yeah. that's where the architect lives. Yeah. And the architect... Well, some. Some, yeah. some. Yeah. And no one's allowed into the fields of play until the architect is deemed them safe for use. Yeah. And I understand that there's reasons why you'd want to do that. And it's also kind of putting you in a box that it's hard to maybe iterate out of yeah, yeah. without a lot of cost. How do you explain to somebody who has spent a lot of time in their career working their way into the architect role, can come join this team, you're just a team member like Jimmy the Mouth that we just hired yesterday, Yeah. Um, and you have the same value to the team because of diversity. That, that changes their whole perspective of what their job is. It does, yeah. And, and actually, so the second question we answered in the, in the workshop was how do you bring these skills in, yeah. one of which was the architect modeler. And okay. you know, somebody, you know, they think through the big issues, and then they say, "Here you go, developer monkeys. You do. I'm the smart person. So you're I'm the monkeys. The you're yeah. The you do. You do the. Yeah. You, know, you do exactly what you're told. And yeah. then the developers, they're smart people, and they, they they may or may not look at this architecture and go, "Yeah, right," and they throw it away. Okay. So, um, and the architects get ignored. Right. And it's interesting. And we've we've done studies um, in the past, answering the basically answering the questions of. You know, what, uh, of all these various architecture strategies, yeah. um, what works well? So we, so we ran, I run industry surveys every so often. And one of the surveys we ran a couple of years ago about enterprise architecture was we were asking people, you know, to, you know, have you ever been involved or has your organization ever done enterprise architecture? And then if the answer was no, then they got kicked out of the survey. But so for the people that had been involved, yeah. we then asked the question, so the last, organization you were involved with that did this, um, would, you, would you say that this was a, a success or a failure? Okay. Okay, and regardless of the answer, and, and so we need to know the answer. And then we asked the exact same set of questions for both, and we basically asked, so um, for this strategy, um, did you do this, yes or no? And then, um, and so how, you know, what, what were the behaviors of the enterprise architects, basically, was what, what it got down to. And then what we were able to do was correlate um, these behaviors to either success or failure. Okay. 
And what we found was that there was a strong correlation between strategies like the ivory tower architects, you know, telling the developer monkeys what to do. Um, there was high correlation with failure. The, the strategies where there was a high success rate, and, and the interesting thing is, we didn't label anything as traditional or agile. We said, we just asked, did the team do this? Okay. You know, did they behave this way? And the strategies that were more agile in nature, work collaboratively. You know, go involve, be involved with the team. You know, roll up your sleeves, get your hands dirty, and code. Teach, yeah, you know, lead, facilitate. Those sorts of strategies were correlated to a successful enterprise architecture program, okay. and um, it was it was almost it was like mobbing on architecture a little bit. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so working together collaboratively, sharing your skills, coaching people, okay. um, facilitating, there was significantly higher correlation between the teams that did that as opposed to the teams that didn't. Okay. And so I thought that, and it's one of those things where um, I'm a firm believer. I just share the data, whatever happens, and and it, it's always a bit risky when you run these things because you could actually you know disprove your religion so yeah. you know i'm i'm obviously in the agile You're camp but yeah i'm at risk yeah but if, but i would rather find out that no this agile stuff is nonsense and you know find that out and as opposed to yeah then keep pretending yeah. right so but we and so it was really nice that um there was a pretty strong correlation between success and and, uh, <laughs> and agile architecture. Yeah, that's, that's I, I, cool. uh, so it worked out. But okay. And so, if people want to find out more about you and more about the work you can go to scottambler.com. Yeah, scottambler.com or disciplinagiledelivery.com. Scott Dub, at Scott W Ambler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Scott. Yeah, I'm Scott W Ambler on, on Twitter. Okay. Cool. This was great. Thanks for coming. Fantastic. By. Thank you. Enjoy My the pleasure. Rest of the show. We See you, Olivia. Two more to do today, and then we're done. Yeah, but, but they won't watching. talk about Olivia though. No. Bye, Olivia. Bye, Olivia.